breaking news. Although we still don't have updates on the dinner party death, Premier Great Falls citizen Galen Bell Simmons, an anonymous call just informed us that a killing has occurred at the local precinct. Mrs. Pitty Carmichael, widow of our beloved pastor Leroy Carmichael, a First Baptist, has been found dead. She had been at the police station along with other attendees of Mrs. Bell Simmons' murder mystery dinner party answering questions. We've had no comment from Sergeant Billy Allen Mack. Stay tuned to this station for up to the second update. Ms. Adeline Crumquat, guest of honor at the murder dinner, giving her account of the events leading up to the death of Mrs. Pitty Carmichael. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Not right now, anyway. Uh, I I'm sorry, ma'am, but what do you mean? Well, I can tell you how I found the unfortunate Mrs. Carmichael in the restroom, I mean. But I would rather save my impressions and accounts of the previous events for a later date. But... I don't want to taint the evidence, so to speak. Now, I'm not sure that you're aware of this, but in addition to being an award-winning author, I'm also a rather successful detective. Ah, so you're an amateur detective. Uh, amateur? Of course not! I've been hired by some of the best families in Mississippi to help them out of sticky situations. And a few in Alabama, and there was that one case in Atlanta, and... And they pay you? Well, not as much as I've gotten paid for my most successful books. You know that latest movie, Murder by the Gulf? They cast that handsome John Travolta? I just thought he was all wrong for my detective. His name is Emile Flambeau, and that Mr. Travolta just screams disco dancing American to me. I, I thought it an excellent film, Ms. Crumquat, but the point being... Oh, oh, I I'm sorry, I tend to go off on tangents. Yes, here is what I'm offering you, Sergeant. I will assist with your inquiries and then give you my insight, which I am certain will allow us to solve the murders of both of these women. And hopefully soon, before there's any more. More? You think there could be more? I am very much afraid there could be. Especially since I found this next to Miss Pity's body. Oh, it was so sad. She had been strangled with her very own little necktie scarf she was wearing was such a cute one, too, with all those little blackbirds all over it. Strangled? So not poison like Galen. 
This is one of those anonymous letters. How astute of you, Sergeant. You'll never tell the whole truth. I will tell it for you. You shame us all, and soon everyone will know. It's like all the letters are cut out of a book or a magazine. It certainly adds another layer, doesn't it? I am pretty sure that Pity wouldn't have been the only recipient of a letter like this. Have you ever gotten one, Sergeant? Oh, uh, of course not. Let's not focus on me anyways. Uh, we need to get our attention back on the investigation. I just wondered. Anyway, the fact is, any of us could have killed Miss Pity. I'm assuming that you'll take my word for it that I am not a guilty party. For now. <laughs> Fair enough. As I was saying, there are too many places for people to go, even in this building. The vending machines and bathrooms are a fair ways down the hall, not to mention the payphone. Plus, there's a stairwell up to the roof, and there's no one else here to help us supervise. So I reckon we're gonna have to roll up our sleeves and just get down to it. Let's just interview them all. That's what I was doing. I was talking to Wyatt when you came in, but you had me send him out. And you're doing a great job. Why don't we give White a little rest? I'd love to hear from more of an outside perspective. Who do we have here who isn't related to Pity, White, or Galen? Well, quite a few. There's Sebastian St. Vincent. Uh... Yes, he'll be perfect. Let's start with him. Oh, so my full name, for the record? Correct. Well, my professional name, and what everyone here knows me by, is Sebastian St. Vincent. <clears throat> but my birth name is Seth Vincent. How interesting. Didn't you tell me you were born in Paris? Were your parents American? Yes, as a matter of fact, they were. <laughs> Sebastian here was actually born in Paris, Texas. He just likes to leave off that last half of that information. Oh, I love Paris, Texas. So much less pretension there than that French place. I can't judge you for giving yourself a fancy name. Lord knows no one would want to buy a book by someone whose last name sounds like a moldy fruit. Oh, I knew someone as refined and cultured as you would understand. People here are just so small-minded. Must be hard to be cooped up in a little place like this for someone like you. Someone so refined, I mean. How did you get stuck here? Well, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel it's my calling. Almost like some are called to priesthood, I have been called to save this one particularly trashy town from a lifetime of tacky. They are so blessed to have me. I've helped many of the very best people here redesign their homes. I keep telling them, girls, this is 1987, honeys. Time to get rid of all those ugly natural wood floors and slap down some nice pastel carpet. Just adds a touch of class to even these awful old creaking homes. 
I am sure they're very grateful to have you to advise them. Lord knows I don't have a clue what's what in this era. Boys with earrings, everyone with unnatural colored hair, and the music. Oh. Sebastian, can you tell us about your relationship with Ms. Pity? Oh, Miss Pity was so sweet. You know, she's just been like a little lost bird since her husband passed. And her kids just haven't even come home at all. I felt so bad for her, but she was always anxious. Like she was expecting something bad to happen. Well, she quite broke down earlier this evening. I just happened to overhear. <laughs> Did I hear you say your son, Shepard, was going to be home for the holidays? Sue Beth, you trying to get your hooks into another man? Don't you have enough already? Ellie Mae, your insecurities are starting to make you sound a little angry. Would you like a Valium? Oh, I love those Valium. My doctor gave me some of them after my sweet Leroy passed so tragically and unexpectedly. No, Shep just started seeing a new girl down in Athens. I told him to bring her home for the holidays so I could meet her. But they're going to her kinfolk over in Atlanta. And my daughter can't even imagine coming back to Mississippi. She just hates it down here. She says we are backward. Well, there's some folk in New York City who are just lovely, but there's some, and I hate to say it, who are just as tacky as they come. So don't you worry, Miss Pity. You can come to my house for the holidays. It's always just me and my cat, Mrs. Trepples, and we have a grand old time. Sebastian, did someone slip you a Valium today? That's the kindest thing I've ever seen you do. I am always kind to those I feel worthy, which is probably why you've never experienced it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Why are y'all just standing around gossiping like this? We have so much left to do. I need to go home and do my hair, and Adeline is already here. She's at my house. Sebastian, I put you in charge of decor, not gossip. Sorry, Galen. Miss Pity, can you run out to my car and see if I have those big tubes of glitter? I'm sure that's what this table is missing. Yes, of course. Your car's in the parking lot. Yes, ma'am. You can't miss it. You sure can't. It's the only purple LeBaron convertible in existence. Sue Beth, jealousy is not a good color for you. Oh, pity. I found this in the church fellowship hall the other day. It was just laying on the floor, but it looks like a letter with your name on it. Oh, Thank you. Someone must have dropped it. I'll just go run out to your car real quick, Sebastian. Galen, do you have a preference as to the seating chart? Oh, I wrote everyone's name in awesome gothic calligraphy. Look, it's in red, like blood. Well, it certainly is very red. Sebastian, honestly, I don't mind. Ellie Mae, you better make sure that Ray behaves himself. Oh, oh, I, I will. will. Sue Beth Dixon, I could slap you. 
She was talking to me, you know, because he is my husband. Yes, but I just feel that means he doesn't pay attention to you. And we know I can always hold a man's focus. Yes, I think we've all heard that about you, Sue Beth. Sue Beth and Ellie Mae stop fighting over Ray Rawls as though he was a prized piece of meat. He is a first-rate loser from a loser family on the wrong side of the tracks. Y'all would both be better to forget him. Sue Beth, you should stick with trying to land Wired. Ellie Mae, just, well, just be better. You were raised to be better than this trashy behavior. I would never try to land someone, Galen. I am aware of what a letdown I am. You know what? I literally don't have time or energy for this. Come on, Sebastian, let's go. You can help me do my hair. Oh, I have the most glorious idea. Princess Diwar for the premiere of Cats. As Galen and I entered the hall, I heard what sounded like was sniffling. I looked to my right and I saw Miss Pity. She was reading the letter Galen had handed her. She was looking a mess. Oh, Lord. That Pity Carmichael going on probably about poor old dead Leroy. Sebastian, go talk to her. You can get that glitter from her. Give it to those two squabbling women and meet me at home. I swear, the dramatics of people in this town. Oh, Lord, preserve me. All the loonies are out today. Here comes Estrella, probably on the warpath again. Galen was a very large personality, but she wasn't always what you'd call the sweetest. I felt bad for Miss Pity. Her husband had been so in charge of her life, and much of this town, quite frankly. I am glad my darling Leroy is gone. It would have broken his heart to see someone try to bring me down like this. What did I ever do? I've always been kind to everyone in town. I've given my time, my love. I've given everything. And this is what I get in return? Hate? Lies? I always tell the truth. Tell the truth and shame the devil. That's what my husband always said. And I sure did listen. Yes, I sure did. There's someone here who wants to make trouble, Sebastian. You'll see. And Galen... I know she thinks I'm just a stupid old woman, but they are all going to see. Oh, I just can't. She then just broke down completely. I had to almost peel her up off the floor. I tried to see the letter that had upset her so much, but she was very protective over it. Then she suddenly grabbed my arms and said, Sebastian, do you know where Susan Fleming is? I have to see her. She has to know about this. I think she's probably at the Gazette. You know that woman is always working. Though she could be smoking on the deck. She does that a lot too. Got it. Let me just pull myself together. I'm going to find her. I'll see you at dinner. Thank you, Sebastian. You're not as awful as everyone says. 
she literally pat me on the head with that really odd insult. Everyone loves me? Not sure what she was talking about. And then I assumed she headed off to find Susan Fleming and, you know, she never did get my glitter. She received an anonymous letter. That's what she was reading. I have it right here. Ooh, may I see it? Don't try to snatch my evidence, Mr. St. Vincent. Now, did you just head to Galen's after that? Well, that was my plan, but I had to extricate Galen from the discussion she was having with a stray libel first. I approached them right in the middle of that conversation. Galen, I don't understand you. We were so alike, but... You and I have nothing more in common than the fact we both share part of a name. Never let yourself get confused that this creates a bond between us. There is none. I am not looking for you to be my friend, Galen. Let me be crystal clear with you on that. You have shown me at every opportunity that you dislike me and distrust me. Almost as much as you dislike Harrison himself. You were so glad when we got divorced because you thought I would go away. You are scared of me, Galen, because I see you for what you are. That is what I mean when I say we are alike. We understand each other in so many ways. You know I'm right. I'm sure I don't have any idea. You know exactly what I mean because you know that I know about you and... Sebastian, you must be waiting on me to do my hair. Oh, well, Estella, I'm so sorry, but we will have to finish our little chat another time. I'll see you later. Galen was so angry that she was literally shaken. I'd never seen her quite that upset. She wouldn't talk about it in the car, much as I tried to get her to, but I didn't let that prevent my gift from shining through. Her hair looked so good by the time I was done teasing and spraying that Princess Dash would be calling me any day to make me her personal stylist. You have been most helpful, Sebastian. Thank you. We'll be sure to ask Estella about that meeting with Caitlin. I did think of one other question. What's that? Have you ever received one of those poison pan anonymous letters? Me? Oh, Oh, definitely not. That's... that's just awful. Have you heard of anyone else around town getting one? I haven't directly, of course. But? I feel like I'd seen one before. It looks like that one in your hand. Like, the envelope, I mean... No, I don't know. Wait. You said Miss Pity wanted to see Susan Fleming? Well, now I, I, I don't know why. For some reason, I thought she'd gotten bad news and wanted her advice. Susan is quite worldly, after all, but, you know, now that I think about it, it is odd. You know, Susan did a big expose on the Lawrences and Miss Pity and, well, she was the cousin of Wyatt's daddy. You've heard what happened with him, right, Miss Crumquat? I've certainly heard rumors. Yeah, they say he killed his entire family that he was a bit nuts, but they also say it's because he wanted to get rid of his wife to take another, if you catch my drift. 
I don't want to hear idle, malicious gossip, Sebastian. Oh, but I do. It's what I live for. Who was this other woman? Why, none other than Galen Bell Simmons herself. Sergeant, I think we've heard plenty from Mr. Vincent for now. Why don't we call him Miss Susan Fleming and see what she has to say? You don't want to know anything else? Oh, you just let me know. I am basically the Oracle of Great Falls. I know simply everything there is to know about, well, everyone. Oh, you've been a gem, an angel. But I think we will save your knowledge for the moment. Can you ask Ms. Fleming to come and see us, please, Sebastian? It'll be my pleasure. See y'all soon. Uh, Sebastian? Yes, Billy Allen? You mean... Uh, never mind. Was there anyone who had a, a suspicious reaction to either death that you observed? A anyone who seemed out of character, I mean? There was something that seemed very odd at dinner, but I can't put my finger on it. Someone wasn't where they should have been or said something that was wrong. Lord, I wish I could remember who it was. It was there before we started talking about all those anonymous letters. I, I just can't think. No matter. You just holler if you remember who it was. Yes, ma'am. Y'all want me to send Susan down here? Please. Hmm. Well, I think he definitely wasn't telling us the truth. Not all of it, anyway. I hope he's not playing a stupid game. You think he saw something? I think he thinks he saw something. Something that is important. That he could use as leverage. I also think he knew more about those letters than he let on. He just likes to feel important. Like he's at the center of every drama. Well... Let's hope it doesn't put him on the center of a slab in the mortuary. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe my imagination is just running wild again. But in my experience, it's people like him that try to play their own game. They end up regretting it. Or worse. I heard y'all wanted to see Susan. Yes. Well, I, I thought I'd come and explain. You see, she had to go down to the Gazette. I know y'all said that no one should leave, but we have to get this story written. With both of us here, well, you know, it just wouldn't happen. Damn it. I have told y'all explicitly that everyone has to stay here. Why can't anyone understand that? I'll be right back. I'm gonna go call over to the Gazette myself. Have you been with the Gazette long, Haley Louise? Oh, no, ma'am. About six months. I just graduated from Mississippi State and took this on. It's called an internship, but it's more like what I think of as an apprenticeship, if that makes sense. Susan, well, Miss Fleming, I mean, she has been just so good to me. And she's going to make me associate editor when I finish my training at the end of this month. Well, that sounds like a good deal. And you're happy to stay in Great Falls? You're not going to find it deathly dull? <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. I'm a small-town girl anyway, and I, well, I find it just fascinating how all these people's lives intersect. I've taken lots of notes about all of them. Would you like to see? I would love that. My, are they all in this book? It's so heavy. You have written a lot. May I hold on to this? Oh, I, I'm, I mean, if, if you want. 
Are you going to read all of it? I'd like to, if that's okay with you. I can read them tonight and give them back to you tomorrow. All right. Just know that, well, a lot of it is just my opinion. It's not fact-based. I can't offer substantiating proof or anything. I can already tell that you're going to be a wonderful journalist, Haley Louise. Sergeant, any luck getting in touch with Ms. Fleming? Busy signal. She's under a deadline. I'm, I bet she's got the phone off the hook. Uh, you may be right. Well, since you're here, let's go ahead and get your statement. State your name and relationship to the deceased. Haley Louise Knox. I didn't know her too well, just saw her at different events I covered for the paper. And how long have you lived in Great Falls? Six months. I'm the intern for the Gazette. I'm sorry to interrupt. I do have a question. Haley Louise, how did you hear about the opening at the Gazette? Did Susan hire you? You know, it was a little odd. I actually received a letter my last semester at Mississippi State. It invited me to apply. Susan hadn't ever sent any letter, but I didn't find that out till later. You mean, when you arrived for your interview, she hadn't expected you? Wasn't that odd? Well, no. I mean, no, ma'am. You see, Susan didn't interview me. I had to report to an office downtown. I walked into the middle of something very intriguing, too. I just need to have you do a couple more things for me, Hetty, and then I can get that grant pushed through for you. Henry, I've tried to do what you've asked, but I'm starting to feel like I'm just just some little puppet on a string for you. It's exhausting. I, I didn't even want to come back here, and, and now I'm just stuck. Oh, you are such a smart and adaptive young woman. I have every confidence you will soon fit right back in. Did Galen meet with you? Yes. She wasn't very gracious to me, though. She said she didn't remember that incident on prom night at all. Well, she is a very busy woman. Why do you always defend her? That night changed all of us, not just me. And it was her fault. Why did she have to meddle in teenagers' affairs? She was a grown woman. Well, now, meddle seems a strong word, Hetty darling. You need to just take some deep breaths. Let me get you a glass of water. Oh, hello. May I help you? Excuse me, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Am I in the right place? I'm here about an internship at the Gazette. I need to get back to the library. I'll let you know about those other matters. That would be wonderful, Hetty. Bye now. Goodbye. Good luck with your interview. I'm sorry about that. Was just wrapping up a meeting. Uh, but you surely are in the right place. I am Henry Greenford. Uh, this is my law office. I'm Haley Louise Knox. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little confused. Are you also in charge of the paper? I have my fingers in a lot of pies here in Great Falls. Let us just say that. Uh, now, Miss Knox, you and I are going to have a little chat if things go well. Then we will head over to the paper to meet Miss Fleming. She is the editor and who you will be working for directly. Sound like a plan? Sure thing, Mr. Greenford. I do like to write everything down so I can remember it. Would you mind if I take some notes? Well, let us save the note-taking for after this interview, shall we? <laughs> now, tell me about yourself. 
Well, I graduated from Mississippi State, summa cum laude, and I have a double major in English and communications with an emphasis in writing. I brought along my portfolio so you could see some samples. Uh, Haley Louise, uh, may I call you by your first name? Yes, sir. Haley Louise, I want to know about you, who you are. That is what always makes my hiring decisions for me. I do not put as much stock in grades and accolades, impressive though they are, of course. Oh, um, well, well, I was born in a small town in South Georgia, but there was an accident and my parents were both killed. Oh, how awful. I am so sorry. That must have been traumatizing for a small child. I suppose so. Well, not really, though. It, it happened when I was tiny, so I don't remember either of them. I didn't have any relatives to speak of, so I was raised by a family friend of a friend, which is why I was moved to Mississippi. And your last name has always been Knox? Since I was a small child, it has been. I see. But no, um, it wasn't my name to begin with, but I... Um, uh, do we have to go into that? No, 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 that is your business. I am sure the name change was all done legally, so nothing to worry about there. Henry, I've been trailing all over this gosh darn town looking for you. Just what in the hell were you thinking? I just got your letter. Harrison, I am in a meeting. As you can see, this is Miss Haley Louise Knox. She's going to be taking the position of intern at the Gazette. I got the job? Uh, uh, well, I am getting a good feeling from you, so I think so. Congratulations, miss. Looking forward to seeing you. Henry, can I talk to you? They went into an office that was just through a door to my left. I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but I did hear some of it. I'm also pretty good at reading lips, so I could catch even the quieter stuff by watching through the window. Oh, Miss Adeline, that reminds me. I took some more complete notes that you can find in the books I gave you. Uh, I want to see those books, too. Oh, I'll be certain to show you once I've read them. Let's just hear the highlight reel. Sure thing. Let me think back. Harrison, you do not get to barge in here whenever you feel like it. I know you roam around the world like a vagabond pirate, but the rest of us run on a list of rules and appointments. When you are on home turf, I advise you to do the same. Are you advising me in your official capacity as my attorney, Henry? Certainly. Take it how you want. Did you know that Estella has received, through the mail, photographic proof of my indiscretions? Yes, I had been informed. Oh, wonderful. But at no time did you think to tell me, your client, do you even know how I found out? I shudder to think. I was down at the Baptist church dropping off things for the food drive and pity Carmichael was whispering to Galen, who then came and gave me the third degree. Now how did Pity know? Does the whole town know? Well, it's not a big town, and words travel with wings. Then I saw Harrison Bell lean forward and grab Henry by his shirt. He pulled him close to his face, and I will never forget the words he whispered. What? You stop these women meddling, Henry. You'll find out who's sending those pictures and trying to ruin my life. Well, I'll take the matter into my own hands, and you'll be sorry. You'll all be sorry. Well, that's interesting. 
Interesting indeed. So, I'm assuming that you got the job that afternoon? After that strange interview? Yes, ma'am. I thought it was a little weird, but after I met Susan later that day, I decided I liked it here. I found everyone very interesting. I'm sorry that this was so unorthodox, and for that interruption, you'll find this is a very close-knit community here, rather like a family, with all the problems of one as well. <laughs> uh, now, where is Miss Fleming? Uh, she will be delighted to know she has some good help at last. And you will learn a whole lot from her, too. Uh, she was a reporter at the New York Times until I convinced her to come back home and run the Gazette, that is. Uh, ah, here she is now. Susan. Hello, Henry. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm Susan Fleming, editor of the Gazette. Hi, I'm Haley Louise Knox. I'm your new... Uh, Haley Louise is here to be your new intern slash girl Friday. Wait a second. You said Susan Flennon did not know you were coming. It's funny you should mention that, Miss Crumquat, because I could have sworn that a look of shock passed over her face. But Susan is so professional that she covered it almost immediately. That was also when Ray Rawls came out of her office, so that distracted us all. Susan Fleming, I wasn't done talking to you. Oh, Henry, didn't know you were here. Who's this? Ray, what are you doing here? I thought you were supposed to be working on doing that paint job at Galen's. She's barely paying me. I'm just working myself to the bone in this heat, and I'll barely get enough to buy myself a Big Mac when I'll sit and done. It ain't no way to treat your kin. Well, remember that a lot of that work you are doing is to pay off a loan. I paid off everything me and Elias borrowed. I'm sorry, I, I don't know you. I'm Ray. Haley Louise is my intern. I've just found out. I am so pleased to have her here. Gentlemen, if y'all can excuse us, I'm gonna go get to know my new right-hand woman here. Susan Fleming, don't you forget what we were talking about, you hear? We will finish that conversation later. When I am done paying off my debts through manual labor. Later, y'all. Well, I have some business to take care of, too. You two ladies get acquainted and we can catch up later. You want to smoke? Just me? All right. So, I am really grateful that Mr. Greenford has brought you in to help me. We are a small but bustling paper. Why, there's more scandals in Great Falls than even seems feasible with a population of just 1,800. <laughs> There does seem to be a lot of tension everywhere. Well, it's just fascinating. Tension? Ha! That is the biggest understatement I have ever heard. This whole place is a seething hotbed of resentment, jealousy, and infidelity. I love it. How discreet do you think you are, Haley Louise? Oh, I am the height of discretion. I wrote for the school paper in high school. I exposed an entire ring of drug dealing in the P.E. department. <laughs> I snuck into the locker rooms and wrote down everything that was said for an entire semester. No one even knew I was there. <laughs> and then I let the cat out of the bag. It was a sensation. That is wonderful. You know what? I am going to put you in charge of our Great Falls Revealed column each week. 
It's basically just supposed to see what events people have attended and other things like that. But this community is just so fun to look at from a different angle. Like when you lift up a slab and see all the ants running wild. Yes, the revealed column has brought quite a few things to light. Even suspected murder. It's got me in a little hot water lately. So it'll be great to have a fresh pair of eyes, ears, and fingers to type it out. Thank you, Miss Fleming. I think I'll enjoy that tremendously. Mr. Greenford said you were a writer for the New York Times. I was. I worked as an undercover reporter for many years. We even had a case down here that related to something I was working on all those many miles away. I told Henry about it. That's when he brought me back here. Huh. And, and how did you know Mr. Greenford? Oh, didn't I mention? I'm from Great Falls originally. I just moved away as soon as I could. I didn't exactly enjoy it down here when I was younger. There were some issues when I was a teenager, so I got away just as soon as was possible. What on earth persuaded you to come back? I didn't have a whole lot of choice. You can't really say no to Henry Greenford. Y you'll see what I mean in time. You play your cards right, Haley Louise, and I'll make you associate editor by the end of your internship. I can tell you're gonna be a wonderful fit for the Great Falls Gazette. And that was that. And I'm about to finish and then hopefully can transition to my new role. We're glad to have you. I think that covers it for now. I'm looking forward to reading your notes, Haley Louise. I can tell you have a very thorough brain and good attention to detail. I appreciate that in anyone. I have a couple of questions, if I may. Sure. Would you say the deceased women were well-liked locally? I wouldn't say Galen was liked by, well, well, anyone. Except maybe Anne, you know, her housekeeper, and, and Henry. I think she was very admired, but... Overall, feelings ranged from fear to just outright dislike. Though, of course, most wouldn't show it. I don't even think Lawton likes her a whole lot, and he's married to her. As for pity, well, well, I think people liked her. She was sweet, but she'd say the most uncomfortable things. Like she just didn't have a filter. I could see her upsetting the wrong person that way for sure. The last question. This letter and envelope was found on Pity's body. Have you ever seen one like this before? Let me see. Oh, yes, I have. There was one exactly like this on Miss Fleming's desk. Well, that was enlightening to say the least. I never thought of Harrison as a violent man. I know he's not always on the up and up and there have been run-ins with the law on occasion, but that was surprising. Henry certainly seems to be like the Great Falls Godfather. He has a little control everywhere. You're not wrong there. Does Susan Fleming strike you as the type who would write poison pen letters? <laughs> Susan Fleming strikes me as the exact type to do that. She's almost the perfect psychological archetype. Single woman who doesn't get noticed a whole lot, Feels like she's underachieved in her career. Gets her own back through spiteful means. I didn't know you studied psychology, Sergeant. Ah, uh, 
I started out as a psych major at Ole Miss. I was on scholarship for football, but I blew up my knee sophomore year and had to come home, so I, I never finished. I do read up on it whenever I can. Hetty keeps her eyes out for new books on the subject for me. That's nice of her. I wonder why we hadn't heard about more letters. As you said, they'd have to write more than one. I would bet the profits from my next book on that. I think people just don't like to admit they've had them. Especially if what the letters say is correct. I think whoever is doing the killing is a ticking time bomb. We need to keep the interviews going. I'm getting some ideas, but I'm worried there will be more deaths before we can slot all the pieces of the puzzle into place. Well, let's call Ray Rawls in here. He's a... He's a very different type than, well, anyone else. It'll be something to keep us on our toes. Well, I don't know how you're feeling, Sergeant, but I'm so on my toes, I could be a prima ballerina. Let's get him. <laughs> Ray Rawls. I guess my relationship to Galen was I married into that family. So, nephew-in-law? Is that a thing? A pity, I knew, because my family grew up in that church. First Baptist, I mean. <laughs> my daddy could be blind drunk all week, but as long as he was propped up in that pew, red-eyed and stinking like a stale keg, my mama felt she was doing her Christian duty. People are crazy. What were your feelings about the two women? Uh, pity was an old busybody. Can't tell you the amount of times we got into it. Last time, it was because I overheard her talking to Sue Beth about me. But Miss Pity, I think his wife just doesn't understand him. Ray's just lonely. That Ellie Mae, so stuck up. She doesn't even pay him attention at all. It's so sad. Ray is a bad lot, Sue Bed. Why, you're a pretty smart young lady. Now, I know why you moved here from Atlanta, and I know that must weigh real heavy on your soul. But, girl, you need to move on. You should talk to a nice boy like Wyatt. He's kind and decent, and though I am a little biased being his kin, the Lawrences are just about the closest thing we have to a royal family down here. Miss Petty, don't you tell anyone about me. I told your husband that when I first came here, and he promised me that he wouldn't tell anyone about it. Oh, honey, I would sooner walk on my own bottom lip than say a word about anything anyone ever told me. I am better than Fort Knox when it comes to secrets. <gasps> Did I tell you what I found out about Ray, about what he did with those ill-gotten gains he made with his gambling down in Biloxi? I couldn't take it anymore. I just walked into the grocery store. Well, b because I'd seen Sue Beth's car... And I heard Miss Pity running her mouth as usual. And look, she can talk about my marriage and her precious wife and what a catch she is. Because round here they don't care what your family did, just what their name is. But I won't have her talking about my business dealings. Not like she actually knew anything anyway. Well, hey there, Sue Beth. 
Ain't you looking like a picture today? Hey there, Miss Pity. Did I just hear my name in your mouth just now? Oh, oh, no, Ray. I was just telling Sue Beth is how I needed to go find a different kind of flower. And here I am in the produce section. Oh, where's my brain? Oh, I'd be happy to show you where the flower is, Miss Pity. Why don't we take us a little walk over there now? Oh, 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 I'm all right, Ray. You just stay here and have a nice little chat with Sue Beth. Bye now. You kids have a nice day. She was always twittering on about someone or something. Man, she was annoying old Biddy. Can't say I wanted her dead, though. So don't y'all think it. And y'all know that Galen and Lawton hated her. I heard him talking about it even as recently as yesterday. I wasn't aware that Galen and Lawton made a habit of taking you into their confidences, Ray. Billy, Alan, don't you act all high and mighty neither. You and me both were from the wrong side of the tracks for these snobs. They've never welcomed you into their country club, have they? So don't you look down on me. I don't look down on you for where you were born, Ray. I look down on you for how you lived your life. I don't have to take this. You'll probably just accuse me of a crime so this entire town could lock me away. That's what they've always wanted. Lock old Ray away. Save Ellie Mae from her terrible life. I know what they all say. I hear it. I hear lots of things. Well, now, Mr. Ross, I do have distant ties to this community, but I don't have their prejudices. I am listening with an open mind to what everyone has to say. You're safe sharing the truth here with me. You have my word. Well, I appreciate that, Miss Crumquat. I don't feel as though I get a fair shake a lot of times, if you know what I mean. I do understand. Maybe more than you know I understand. Can you tell me more about your comment that you made earlier? <laughs> Which one? The one about how what a family does versus their name. Oh, that. I was talking about the previous Lawrence's, Wyatt's daddy. Well, but... we. We can't talk about that now. I don't have the energy. But there was a time I was doing a spell, bartending down at the corner. Some of our premier citizens were there. You know how that goes. People drink. They don't pay no attention to whoever's pouring those drinks for them. No. They don't pay no mind. I'll take another, Ray. Same again? Budweiser with a shot of beam? Sounds perfect. Harrison? Oh, hell. Same for me. I don't mind telling you, I have had enough of some people in this town, Harrison. Henry's always trying to pull strings, and he's at my house all the time. I feel like he spends more time with my wife than I do. <laughs> not to say that's not a blessing in disguise for you, Lawton. <laughs> not that there's any love lost for me with old Henry Greenford. That man is a snake in the grass, and that is for certain. Watch out, Harrison. You would know about snakes in the grass, Harrison. <laughs> More than anyone. Anyone. Good evening, Lawton. Estella, what are you doing in town? Henry told me that you'd gone back to visit your family. And Hetty, I can't believe it. I've never seen you in a bar before. 
Actually, I've never seen you anywhere before. Well, even librarians have to let loose every once in a while, Harrison. Estella invited me, and I thought, why not? Could I get a white wine, please, Ray? Sure thing. What about you, Estella? I would love a vodka tonic, light on the tonic, and a twist of lime. But I would sit over here, as far away from my ex-husband as possible. Come on, Hattie. Miss Crumquat, I realize that you've probably never had the unique pleasure of sitting in our local dive bar, but picture it if you can. It's a bar about eight feet long, and it has about six, seven seats. That sound about right, Billy Allen? <laughs> yeah, if that. But please call me Sergeant Mack. Let's just say seven bar stools, all lined up across that bar. There's a jukebox in the left-hand corner and a dartboard on the right with a cigarette machine next to that. There's another stool right next to the machine where you can sit unseen. Now, we had a visitor there that night. We wanted a pool table, but old Henry wouldn't spring for the renovations it would have taken to fit all that. So it's not like anyone can get far away from anyone else. And not like I couldn't hear all the conversations. Why? Henry Greenford owns the local bar? Either he owns it, or he has a real good friend who does. Never really know with Henry. He has his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, so I've heard. Just a short time ago, in fact. Anyway, the ladies got their drinks and headed to the far end of the bar. Harrison, don't pay them any mind. She's just trying to get a rise out of you. Those pictures, Lawton. I wish I knew who sent them. That's totally giving her the upper hand. I'll be paying through the nose for that indiscretion until the cows come home. Someone in this town has a nasty streak. You know, Galen got some nasty pictures too. I mean, she says they were obviously faked, but it was fairly compromising. What? When? Dish. It was of her and Wyatt's daddy. But they didn't show up until your father Earl went missing. Then she said they just kept on coming. Yellow manila envelope after yellow manila envelope. I, of course, never saw them personally. But I wasn't around until later. Oh, Hetty, can I help you? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do y'all have some change for the jukebox? I really want to listen to some music. Here you go. Thanks, Harrison. So much. The two men stopped their chat for long enough to watch her walk the few steps to the jukebox. I hope she didn't hear that. She's probably just been sent over here by my dear estranged wife to listen. Let them, I don't care anymore. If I ever get my hands on the person that sent those pictures, Lawton will. They better watch out. I always wondered if, if it might have been Wyatt. Wyatt? Why on earth would he send me anything like that? Uh, you're right, it doesn't make any sense in your case. Oh, I see. But it would make sense with Galen's. Yeah, I see that. His whole life was destroyed. Family gone, father in prison, and the woman who caused it is still the most celebrated person in Great Falls. Well now, hold on a second. I'm sure those pictures are fakes. Who would be most likely to find pictures like that? Intimate pictures. 
Yeah, that would have to be Wyatt. Or someone else who's kin to him, and disliked Galen, and is a general busybody. Someone like Pity Carmichael. Well, that is intriguing, to say the least. I'm so sorry to interrupt y'all. Sergeant, there is something going on up on that roof. They're all up there. Can you go up there now? Because I don't want to cause a fuss. Why can't these people stay put? Lack of discipline. They can't follow basic instructions. That's why I had to come find you. I hate when people break the rules. I'll head up there with you, Billy Allen. Time for another smoke break anyway. Ray, did anything else happen in the bar that night? Why don't you ask Anne there about that? She can tell you. I don't think Miss Crumquat and the sergeant want to hear about our idle gossip. And I do mean idle. That is where you're dead wrong. I would love nothing more. Yeah, here, Miss Crumquat, you keep the recording going. I'll be back in two minutes. See y'all soon. Miss Crumquat, I know that you write wonderful books and all, but I truly don't know what you'd want to know from me. I stay out of most of the issues. Let's start with what happened that night at the corner that Ray's referring to. First, let me be clear. I don't make a habit of frequenting bars. But Galen was, well, nervous about the fact that Lawton had been gone for so long. He wasn't always honest. Not that he has a drinking problem, nothing like that. I think he just liked to get a taste of freedom now and again. Galen was a wonderful woman, but quite controlling. Galen was certainly a large personality, that is for sure. So, she sent you to the bar to find him? Not in so many words. Anne, what time is it? It is 8.37 exactly, Galen. What time did Lawton say he'd be back? I think his exact words were, later. And what time was that? 7.35. I had just heard Jeopardy come on the TV. Well, shouldn't he be back soon? I just hate when he's gone. Ever since he had that, well, never mind. Well, I have some peach cobbler already made for you in the fridge. No, uh, that won't do something else. Something that isn't here. I need it found. Ah, I will go and hunt for it. And I won't come home alone without it. You have my word. You are such a godsend. To think I hesitated about hiring you just because of those nasty rumors from Shreveport. Let's not talk about that right now, though. Let me run out and I'll be back as soon as I can with what you want. I didn't want to head straight to the bar, so I did a quick look round to the Double J and drove by the movie theater. But I knew in my heart of hearts where I had to go. Sure enough, pulled up to the corner and I saw Lawton's red Cadillac right outside. The corner really is a dive. That was the last night that Ray was behind the bar there. I walked in and almost got knocked over by the smell of stale beer and cheap perfume. I looked around and there was my focus on my mission. Lawton, 
sitting on the left-hand corner of the bar with Harrison, with Estella and Hetty at the other end, just a couple of feet away. And there was someone else there too, but their face was hidden behind a newspaper. They were sitting in that corner by the cigarette machine on the, the random stool that's tucked away there. Anyway, just as I was about to cross to speak to Lawton, White entered, followed closer by Ellie Mae, who almost knocked me over. Ann, I never see you in here. Not that I'm here all the time. Just came to check in on Ray. Hey, Ann, how you doing? Galen sent you to find someone? <laughs> yes, and I'll just go grab him and be out of here. I don't like this place too much. What? I didn't expect to see you here. Sue, Beth, were you behind the bar with my husband? Uh, he just asked for my assistance with Estella's drink. It was a very complicated order. Yes, thank God she was here. I don't know many people who know how to do a vodka tonic. Well, I reckon I could go for one of those myself. Hi, Hetty. Hi, Wyatt. You doing okay? What are you drinking there? Oh, just a white wine. Nothing too crazy. I'm surprised to see you here. Oh, Wyatt, let the girl have her fun. <laughs> hey, come here and chat to us men for a second. Lawton had obviously been drinking. I was a little more worried that he would be belligerent when I tried to persuade him to come home. Y'all seem to be tying one on pretty hard for a random Thursday. Any particular reason? Oh, Wyatt, don't be silly. Don't you know that breathing is enough of a reason for Harrison? Ugh, cut it out, Estella. Don't talk to me like that. Wyatt, we don't need your judgment. You can't be so high and mighty. Lawton here just told me about my darling stepmother. And your daddy. But he still thinks he can compete for the women here. Wishes daddy's gotten him with them flames, too. What did you say, Ray? Uh, Wyatt, can you come help me find a song on the jukebox? What was that song we danced to at senior prom? <sighs> the way we were. Looks like someone was paying a little too much attention to Wyatt back then. I was not. I just happened to remember, Wyatt. Just a second, Hetty. I just have to clarify something with these three real quick. I wasn't here when my family died. Y'all know that. I was away at school. I am tired of all of y'all whispering behind my back about my daddy. It was a fire. I lost my entire family. Isn't that enough for you people? Don't you think I've been punished enough? I don't think my father set that fire even for a second. He was a good and kind man. He didn't have a jealous bone in his body, and he certainly wasn't interested in whatever your wife Lawton was throwing his way. It sounds like you take after him, Wyatt. So kind and strong. Sue Beth, don't let him fool you. There's plenty of folks say that poor little rich boy's truck was seen in town that night. He wasn't away at school after all. Shut it, Ray. See? He thought his old family was perfect. Someone sent Wyatt the pictures. You saw them. He saw your pictures, Harrison? Th did you just show everyone I... Okay, I 
asco! Shame, you're so disgusting to me! No, 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 not, not those pictures, Estella. The, the ones of my wife and Wyatt's daddy. Poor Galen. It's a lie. Is it, rich boy? You come back here acting all blameless, chatting up all our women. But I know that not only were you in town, but that you purchased gasoline. Gasoline in an orange can. Just like the one that was found on the site. You just couldn't deal with your perfect family being ruined. You lost it. You meant for it to just be your daddy, but it got out of control and you killed them all. I've had it with you, Ray. Come here, you. I've had it with you, rich boy. Son of a fist. That's just a Yep, those boys sure did some damage to that bar that night. Henry fired Ray the next day. He hadn't had a steady job since. Galen has pretty much had to bail him and Ellie Mae out time and time again. Who was the other person in the bar? The one with the newspaper? Oh, turned out it was Susan Fleming. She'd listened the whole time. That caused a pretty pickle. Well, we are in a dire situation now. I just made a call. That stupid woman, she jumped off the roof. What? What woman? Susan Fleming. And we found this by her body. Another letter. You can't do his dirty work forever. The truth is near beware. I was afraid this would happen, Sergeant. Now we have three dead. Who will be next? <laughs>